Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody and welcome back to Active Quest episode 35. I think this is 35. Did I just fuck up? No, no it is 35. I'm really bad at my job. Uh, I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and joining me today is the Canadian, British. What else are you, Chris? Are you just Canadian and British? Is uh, I'm you're, a, you're very I'm lovely. I'm a writer. You're lovely. I'm, I'm a, a writer, podcaster. A, a human. Uh, a human. Maybe. Although, you know what? You are a human, but you're an alien to other aliens. Yes. How does that make you feel? Um, I don't know. It's kind of strange. <laughs> I've, I've lived it for like 11 years now, so it's not so strange anymore. But, uh, yeah, you get the On occasional... Earth, it, 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 it's, a good, it's a good conversation <laughs> starter, really, living in a different country <laughs> with a different accent. So, there's that. But, Wait, I'm, not but I'm not technically Canadian yet, just letting you guys know. I meant alien, like the space aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> that term alien has been like, Im- like <laughs> we're thinking about immigrants now when everyone, no, uh, no, anyone's no, no, thinking no, about no. aliens at this point. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's bring it back. Chris Penwell is your name. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Let's reset. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we should keep it. One thing oh. I want to say too is I... Is I have a I have a delivery coming, so probably in like twenty minutes somebody's oh. gonna knock at the door. But that's okay. That's okay. I, I the people on kind of funny and all those other shows they they get deliveries all the time, so it's okay. I want to get Lacroix <laughs> delivered to us really bad. I do too. And the, that lovely voice you're hearing there is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hi, Josh. Hi, Joseph. How are you? I'm well. Um, I'm concerned. Well, I was concerned because Chris said he had lived here for 11 years, and I thought he meant on yeah. planet Earth because yeah. we were talking about aliens. I almost started laughing like, when you said that. <laughs> when you wait, I'm 11 like, wait years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. All right. Anyway, uh, hello, everybody. This is Active Quest. Um, it's, we're having a little bit of a time here, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of – I'm really tired. This week has kicked me in the balls. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, like, insane out of my mind right now. So I appreciate you bearing with yeah, me. I'm here straight uh, from work, like, straight yeah. after work. Sorry. How was work, Chris? Was it okay? It was alright. Yeah, a bit dead, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, um, we have a lot to talk about this week. Um, 
Like uh, before we started recording, we mentioned that Gamescom just happened this week, but uh, this past uh, week, but nothing really major was announced there. I mean, a couple small things here and there. We got more footage of Death Stranding, which I actually think we finally know what that game is. It's a pee game. It's a pee, it's a pee simulator. Yeah, yeah. just get to go pee. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so we'll talk about a bunch of Gamescom stuff. Little games here and there were announced. Um, uh, what else we got here? Um, so the, I think one of the bigger stories of the week were, were the Game Informer layoffs. And I know that really sucks to talk about, but I want to at least acknowledge uh, our friends over at Game Informer because, man, uh, it's just such a sh- shitty thing. And I know a lot of us sort of have grown up with Game Informer, so it's really important to at least me and I know Josh. So uh, we're going to touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just... It's kind of a sad thing. So we'll, we'll Chris is an that. alien, and, then, and he likes Game Informer. Game Informer is popular in space. That was just a one-off little thing I said, and it's now turning into this. I'm a British Canadian alien cowboy. <laughs> that oh, sounds God. like a really fun game. I want to play it. Oh God, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm, cr- I'm crying. Um, so I guess the big news uh, of the week is going to be the uh, uh, Sony acquiring Insomniac Games story. Uh, I, so that's something that I feel like is has been a long time coming, and it isn't necessarily surprising, but it's pretty big. Yeah, I think everybody um, was like, okay, about time. Yeah, exactly. So we'll jump into that, um, and then, yeah, we'll talk about about the Death Stranding gameplay that was shown. There was this behind-closed-doors, or maybe, I don't know, that maybe it wasn't behind-closed-doors, but there was this exclusive footage shown at the on the show floor itself that hasn't been real released to the public yet and i actually did a write-up for that on playstation lifestyle so i i know a little bit about what's going on with that um and then we'll close the news uh with the uncharted movie uh there's a little bit of well interesting stuff happening with that too um we got some listener questions thank you everybody remember um to submit your questions via the twitter threads which we post every wednesday thanks to chris because i forgot because i'm really bad at this uh, um chris you came in and saved the day back. and then i was like yeah, I and I back. was like, oh, shit, we forgot to. So then I posted one, and then Chris was like, what are you doing? Are you on the drug? <laughs> so you guys have play, has, have been playing a little game called Control. Yes. And that's the super that's the super secret game you guys have been working on. We can finally talk about it. <laughs> yeah, thank you to the folks at Remedy for supplying a review code five for that. Five it's five very, games. very... Very, very nice. Very. Oh, yeah, 505. What did I say? Did I say Remedy? Yeah. Thank you to Remedy for making it. Thank you for 505 for giving us a review copy. Well, Josh, that that sounds a bit weird uh, coming from you, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Hey, I am always a gentleman, and I am always polite. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, regardless of... Regardless of our thoughts on a game, it's, we're always appreciative of publishers helping us out. Seriously, oh, yeah. because I mean, games are expensive, and it's it's really cool that we're turning this little show into maybe something and just special, being so. being trusted with providing fair coverage to a game. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll jump into some control coverage. Um, I actually just finished playing uh, some of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha. Um, that's live right now. Uh, well, by the time you're hearing this episode, I guess it will have ended. But uh, it, over this past weekend, um, and it's the two v two mode, uh, gunfight, I think is what it's called. So I'll talk a little bit about that, uh, and that's that'll basically be the show for today. Um, so I did play Erica get... as well. Uh, oh, from, that's right. Uh, the the new uh, PlayStation game that was just released over. Gamescom, so yeah, I'll be talking yeah, about it's that the, too. It's a new FMV it, game. Yeah, live action. Full motion video kind of, yeah. Which Interesting. is really cool. Yeah, 
Um, so we'll jump into all that stuff here. Um, before getting into the news, I just wanted to do the most important thing of the show here, which, Chris, you fucked up. God damn it. All right, here we go. There it is. I, I, th- I got a little bit of it. There you go. <laughs> I didn't get any. I'm, I'm me. There was a big splash. It went all the way to Canada, but it missed me. And, of course, it spilled all over my pants. What flavor I, I couldn't. Get? Yeah, I couldn't hear it. What was it? Uh, key lime. Key lime. I have a peach pear. Peach pear. Very interesting. I'm drinking spooky water. How do they... Spooky water. How do they even make that? Peach pear. Yeah, they they mix them together. Mm -hmm. They splice them, I guess. Yeah, I got a big old... Canadian flavor. Big old water, but it's in a a cup that doesn't... uh, What is it? Uh, Leave a ring? What are those cups? The insulated cups. Yeah, but it's a Halloween one. It's got a big old spooky ghost on there. Oh, man. I'm so spooked right now. Yeah, I'm really spooky excited for Halloween. All right, so if you guys are ready, let's jump into some news here. Let's do this. All right. Um, let's get this horrible story out of the way first. I, I just uh, hate talking about this. It makes me upset because as somebody who's, like, trying to break into the industry full time, the idea of getting to that point and then having your job taken away from you is, like, the most devastating thing in the world. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to touch on the Game Informer layoffs. Um, several of Game Informer's staff have been laid off. Uh, seven. And this is... Seven? Was it seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is due to a move uh, from GameStop, because as you guys know, Game Informer's owned by GameStop. Obviously, GameStop is sort of in the toilet right now, and in an effort to reduce cost, uh, they sort of, you know, had to get rid of some staff members. Now, I don't know how they chose, like, who got to stay and who got to go. Um, there's still, like, the managerial staff uh, at Game Informer there right now, um, but... I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen, based on their uh, tweets this week, I mean, it's been a really hard week for them. Because uh, even the ones who didn't lose their jobs, well, they're losing a bunch of colleagues and friends, presumably. Oh, Reiner right? was just torn to right, pieces. Yeah. yeah, he was really upset. Uh, I believe Jeff, I don't want to say his last name, I think it's a Mac, 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 I can't remember how to say it, um, but he was on vacation. Oh, Andy McNamara? Yeah, no, not Matt McNamara, uh, Jeff. He was on vacation. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff Cork? No, not Jeff Cork. Oh, shit. There was... Anyway. Yeah, but but... one of them was on vacation when they found out. Like, what the fuck? Like, he finds out he's laid off while he's on vacation. Yeah. That sucks. So... So I don't know what the nature of of how they picked who and all this stuff. And And I remember with the, uh the telltale layoffs there was that whole issue of that nobody was getting severance pay and all this so not sure what the details are of that but i just really hope that everybody lands on their feet um i know their west coast editor imran khan actually just got hired on uh at kind of funny that's uh, i don't know if he's very happy yeah i don't know if he's like a, a contributor now or what? Or, or what his deal is but yeah he just got i think this. today Wow. Yeah, today they just announced. I, I don't. I don't have it in the in the run of show here, but yeah, I just saw that today. So that's, that's I mean, that's get. one person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's one person. I mean, I hope the other. And I saw six Jason people... Schreier on Kotaku was uh, tweeting out they weren't hiring right now, but like he basically was telling them to you know send him pitches because he was saying that they yeah, always take uh, you know uh, pitches from freelancers. So I mean, it's something. He was like, we're not hiring, but you know, reach out. Yeah. So yeah. and that's so, that's the yeah. problem with the industry is that there isn't that many jobs to, to be filled, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. that's why it's so devastating See, I, uh, for this to happen. Exactly. I'm, I'm really and upset because there was no reason for this. Um, I don't think that journalism is dying. I think print journalism might be down, but, I mean, they have a website and a YouTube channel and podcasts, etc. 
So I, I don't think there was any reason for this at all. Like, I don't think this is be, uh, I hear, I hear, I can't just keep seeing people say like, you know, journalism, I understand print's down. Yeah. Print journalism is not as up, but like they have a digital issue. <laughs> it's not as up. <laughs> what, what's that? You said it's not as up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's just like that, that's, that's not a valid excuse. I understand if it's a newspaper that's laid off, but like Game Informer has got a very large online presence, uh, not just in YouTube and podcasts, but also, you know, on their, on their website. And I, I honestly think this is, and no one will disagree with me on this part, I know, but this is one side of the business just trying to, uh, you know, overcompensate by saving money on the side that isn't even struggling really. I mean, yeah. So that's I wish the, that's the part that gets me. They should like, just sell Game Informer. Like, just sell them and ma- make money off selling them, and give them to somebody that would actually it, keep them and use them. Here's the crazy thing, right? I checked their Twitter the other day, and they have 2.3 million followers with Game Informer. That's insane. That's like, that's way more followers so than much Polygon. I think it's more more followers than Kotaku, and these are all companies who are still there. You know, so yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I just, I just, I think they should have sold them. Like, honestly, Game, yeah. GameStop, if they wanted to, because they could have made money. I mean, somebody would have bought Game Informer. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, sure. they're mm-hmm. fucking huge. Like, they could have sold them and just made money instead of this. And honestly, they shouldn't have fired anybody at all. But if they were going to, it should have been like, hey, we're not doing good in six months or in three months or shit, in, in a month or in a week. Like, some notice. They gave them zero notice. Like, that's just, that's cruel on top of it being cold and just a business move, right. you know? So, yeah, um, just a bummer of a story, um, and we wish all of them the very best. I think they're all talented enough to where they'll land on their feet eventually, oh, yeah. but hopefully it's, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Um, all right, so in kind of a happier story here... Um, Sorry, I got so, is, like, just no, angry. No. Just, it's just, you know, it really it made, it made me sad. I, honestly, I felt like somebody, like, died almost. Like, that really... Yeah. I was at work when I saw it, and I just, I just paused what I was doing, and I was just... Yeah, I was really... I'm really upset about that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, Insomniac story here. So, uh, to the surprise of pretty much no one, uh, Sony has acquired Insomniac Games. Now, uh, Insomniac, as you may know, uh, are the developers of Spider-Man. Uh, they did uh, what else have they done? They, they did that Fuse game, Sunset Overdrive. Not was not that was Sony, but Sony's got the IP, yeah. IP now. So, like that's Spyro, that's cool. They did Spyro. So, yeah, they're. Um, I mean, they, they've been working with Sony for years and so it's kind of a, been a long time coming now um in terms of uh, what's going to change in terms of the output i don't really know that anything will i mean if anything we would probably see more like i don't know because they have funding from sony now they might they might open up another studio or something like that i and think have like two going at once there's something that, that people kind of are cool. missing here. Yes, they have exclusivity to them, and now they can make more Spider-Man games without any delay. But they have a bunch of VR studios who have made really good um, games in that space. And if Sony wants to invest more into PlayStation VR into the next generation, Insomniac's perfect for the for their first-party lineup for that stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and that's a great point. Um, they've done some like Oculus stuff, right? Or like yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a AAA yeah. VR dev now. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, exactly. And I I do think Sony needs to concentrate on VR a little bit more if they want it to be successful. Because I mean, you've got your hits like No Man's Sky that just recently came out, and like you know all these other games, Blood and Truth, your Astrobots, Tetris, all that, but. Yeah, I mean, I think they need to keep that ball rolling, and I think, yeah, Insomniac would be a great studio to do it. Or even, like, 
maybe sort of maybe do like a Spider-Man spin-off VR mode, oh, even that'd like be a cool. small little yeah. thing. That'd be kind of cool, like swinging through the city. You'd probably throw up while doing it, but well, based on, on <laughs> another be... Marvel hero as well, maybe they could dress up as Spider-Man and throw up a simulator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, congratulations to the guys at um, in Insomniac. Um, uh, I, I know that this creates job security for them, mm-hmm. which is sort of what we were just talking about the people at Game Informer don't have. So it's kind of nice, although I will say it's a little bit disheartening that, uh, you know, these indie studios are finding it that it's really tough to stand alone without being owned by a big, com- a big corporation. The, the thing is, is that there's much more competition now in the indie space. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, sure. like, Double Fine was just purchased by Microsoft. Right. Now, this is Obsidian. Happening. Yeah, Obsidian, Obsidian and then Ninja Fairy got bought by Microsoft And Exile well. got bought by Microsoft, too. They're the developers of the Bard's Tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's starting to see these, like, AA, AAA studios who remain... AA is kind of going like, away. ages... Yeah, Double A is the new indie. That's the thing, right? Um, But these studios are being bought up now because there's there's more uh, competition in the space and uh, being. It's going to turn more, yeah, more into like Shovel Knight and then like you know um, Call of Duty. You know, like it's kind of like that divide. But I also think that's exciting. Like uh, have seeing these indies actually get the budgets they need to make the games they'd like to see. They'd like to make. You know that's a good thing, but I only hope that Sony, in their, you know, <laughs> in their charge for like AAA games, um, don't forget the indie kind of level uh, games that Insomniac can make. You know that's that's a big thing. That's a big worry for me with Sony is that they're they're not uh, making the smaller games anymore, like Gravity Rush and uh, things like that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I do think it uh, it's a good move on their part, um, and I th- I hope that it positively impacts the output that Insomniac yeah. Games um, it puts out there because, yeah, I mean, they were already doing awesome, so I think this will only help. Mm. Um, we're going to see a lot so, more yeah, first-party games, I think, because Insomniac Games isn't just one studio, right? Like, they, they have a bunch of teams. Uh, so, yeah, like, it's yeah. exciting to see that. Right. Yeah, that's right. They they do have multiple teams. I, I forgot about that earlier. I said they should, you know, they should have m- multiple games going on at once. But they already actually do that. Yeah. So, huh? Yeah. Th- th- this will be really interesting. I'm curious to see what what will uh, what we'll see from them and when the new Spider-Man game will come out. Because of course that's inevitably going to happen. Um, okay. So let's jump into some uh, Gamescom stuff. Um, now this story here, actually, I don't know that it. I don't think it was Gamescom related, but it happened like just after it. So I'm kind of grouping it in with the Gamescom stuff. Um, and this was that we finally got official footage from the uh, Avengers game, uh, the Square Enix Avengers game. Um, the one that was leaked, I think, about a month or a few weeks ago. Uh, and f- I don't know if you guys watched it, but it looks pretty cool, it's actually. It's exciting. I, yeah. Yeah, I was like not expecting it to look that good. I mean... Obviously, the footage we saw, the leak, or yeah, the, like the leaked cell phone footage, whatever, it yeah. looked like garbage. But but that's because it was like shitty footage. This, I mean, I thought it looked really cool. Um, I still don't know exactly how the whole game is gonna work. Like, I don't have an idea of that in mm. my head. Like, I don't know. It, from from the footage, it looked as if you don't have control over when the characters. Switch. I I think it's a poor representation of the game. 
Uh, it's just yeah. the tutorial section where it's showing you how to play as each character. Uh, but like, right. it's missing the point of like, apparently the worlds are more open. They've said in interviews, I believe, for Crystal Dynamics. Huh. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you could probably switch between characters while playing the game. Um, I think as like co-op missions and stuff, like in in the essence of like Destiny and things like that. So um, I don't know. It's just it, it, the project excites me, but I think the marketing of this game has been really goddamn shitty. And they need to. Oh my god! Yeah. Like they they need to <laughs> figure out a new direction here because like from things that they've shown that people are not impressed and um, but from what we saw though it was great it was really good like the end boss fight with uh, Black Widow was really exciting against Taskmaster. Oh man! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my and one, my, and I like the Iron Man like going across the bridge shooting stuff down. You know that was that was really cool too. And the Hulk running, like, platforming across the bridge as it collapsed. Like, yeah. man, it just, it looked so uh, polished, really, is how yeah. it looked, I feel like. Yeah. You, and uh, it looked um, really AAA and cinematic. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And I, I'd like to see, you know when I mentioned Devil May Cry 5, right? Where the players kind of, like, interact with each other, but, like, you, you can see them in the background. I'd love to oh, see right. that for Avengers, where there's, like, four different circumstances going on at the same time, and they all intersect into one kind of ending section. So that, that'd be really cool if they did something like that. Yeah. I just... I don't know that you're able to switch on the fly, are you? Or I don't or think you, you can, play... no. I think you have to choose one yeah. specific character. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like it looks really cool. The combat looks great, especially like Captain America's combat. That looks fun, and mm-hmm. Hulk as well. Looks oh yeah, really fun. Yeah, uh, Captain America's combat was like fast-paced action, like a like a just almost like a ninja Gaiden because you know he's he's like yeah. uh, throwing a shield and stuff and jumping around. It was really cool. Uh, Hulk is a little bit more like brutal, obviously, because he's the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Black Widow shoots and stuff. It's just there's a, a lot of variety. It seems I think like. the one weak point is because he's supposed to feel heavy and like his, his attack's supposed to feel powerful but I didn't feel like that from the gameplay um, I don't know what it is but like it just didn't seem that interesting his his combat style and it seems slow so they just need to make it feel more impactful in a way like Kratos and God of War where like each axe swing feels incredible you know like stuff like that something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Josh, did you get a chance to um, see the footage here? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm with you. I want to see how it plays. I'm not like. I think the game looks fine. You know, like I don't think it looks bad. Like some people didn't like how the graphics look. You know what I mean? Like I, that part I'm fine with. It doesn't look bad. It looks good. Uh, it looks visually good. It looks like it could be fun. I'm just. Um, what's going to convince me is the gameplay. You know, I really want to see a lot more of the gameplay. I want to see how the game's going to kind of flow together and work, you know, mission structure. I, I want to see all of that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm just, you know, it's, I want to see a lot more of it still. Right. Well, they still have plenty of time because it comes yeah. out in May of 2020. I mean, yeah. that's, I think it's plenty of time. Oh, and they have a beta yeah. coming out too, so you'll be able to try right. it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little more optimistic on this game. When At E3, we were kind of down on mm-hmm. it, but it's looking, it's looking like it could be pretty good. I'll just say this. Just don't compare it to Spider-Man PS4 because I, I honestly think that's a one-of-a-kind kind of game, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Um, that will be really difficult to match. 
So it, it's kind of like matching Tomb Raider to Uncharted, right? Like, I, I still think Avengers is going to be a really good game, but it's not going to be, like, amazing, you know? Well, no matter how good it is, it's it, it looks like they have a different kind of uh, in, intentions in mind for the gameplay they're trying yeah. to strike. So... So um, anyway, uh, let's move on here. Um, this will just be a quick one here. I just wanted to touch on the Mortal Kombat DLC characters that were announced. Um, so we've, we have uh, Shang Tsung that was out already, Night Wolf that was out already, but then they announced Terminator, who will be out October 8th. Uh, Sindel, uh, November 26th. Joker, January 28th, 2020. And that's Joker from Batman, not Joker from just for you, Just for you, just for you anime people out there. Um, <laughs> And then Spawn, of course. I mean, obviously Spawn was going to be in there. I mean, Spawn, I mean, as soon as they showed footage for the new Mortal Kombat game, everybody was like, okay, so when are we getting Spawn? Um, <laughs> so, that, I mean, that was something that we already knew. Did you guys see the design for Joker? A lot of people were pissed off about it. I Did like it. it. I like it, personally. I, I think it looks okay. I, you know, people are like diehard fans, like, you know, getting mad about every, every little thing. Change the design. I mean, that's what people said about the Avengers game. Yes. That they want everybody to change. They wanted to change the design. I I think this lineup's pretty cool. Um, uh, Chris, you're a Mortal Kombat fan, right? No, I'm not. I thought you were in the Mortal. Where is it? Is it Josh? Did you do you like or is it or do none of us like Mortal? I Kombat? like Eleven. Like I I, I rented okay. it when it came out. It was it was fun. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think the character variety variety is interesting. It just was kind of weird to me. It's like variety, but like all the way. Like they're also they're all kind of like random, right? You know. Um, mm-hmm. but they're, I mean, they're neat. Uh, I, I'm most excited about the spawn, but. Oh man. There was this, uh, spawn game on the PS2. That game was which, sweet. Like, yeah. Like my memory of that game is really sweet, but I bet it's hot. Oh, it's, yeah. But... It's, it's probably terrible now, but man, at the time it was so cool. Man. And you could like fly around and like, I think there was like a grappling hook maybe. Or I remember there some, being one, but Something yeah. like that. You like zip around. I can't remember, but yeah, you had the big cape and everything. What a, man, bring back spawn. We need a spawn game. Oh, that's what, um, uh, that's what, um, uh, shit, Rocksteady. I know that's a different license. Rocksteady, that's, that's oh my god. DC, but they should make a spawn game. Holy shit, yes. Okay, Chris, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say, I, I think the Terminator looks amazing in this game. Like, yeah. it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. Uh, like, Man, Ed Boon tweeted out. Ed Boon was like, I can't believe we got Arnold. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Man. So yeah, that'll be cool. I don't play Mortal Kombat, but congratulations to everybody who loves it. And I'm curious to see how Spawn plays because man, Spawn is so. Also, cool. these are the kinds of characters that should be DLC. I just want to mention that uh, uh, for Mortal Kombat and for Smash Brothers, yeah, like extra stuff out there, different, and that's what Smash and uh, Mortal Kombat are doing. And that's I think that's the way you should do it. I got some chicken wings up in this bitch. Woo! <laughs> that's going in the credit roll. Oh my god! Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, fucking, I love chicken wings so goddamn much. I just want to be chicken wings when I grow up. Yeah, but then right. you get eaten by you. That's a pretty good way to go, I think. <laughs> Eating yourself and your chicken wings? That's the tastiest suicide ever. <laughs> it's like fucking like ethereal shit. All right, what did I miss while I was uh, I'm just No, no, we just waited for you. We were listening to you get your get your grub. I just I was just saying these. this is how you do DLC characters right in a fighting game. You know, the ones that are different and out there and crazy. How about some DLC chicken wings? Dude, I want some DLC chicken now really bad. You wouldn't download a chicken wing. I would Uh, download every... I would pirate chicken wings every day. 
<laughs> Jesus. Um, speaking of pirating chicken wings, they also announced Little Nightmares 2 at uh, Gamescom. <laughs> I, did, have you guys played the original Little Nightmares? Yeah, it's, it's great. I love that segue. It's the best. I just don't give a shit anymore about the segue. Like, I, no, I, just, I, I, I like that more than ones that make sense. Speaking of pirating <laughs> chicken wings, Little Nightmares 2 was announced. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I've got the first one on Xbox, and I, I really, really, really like it. And so I haven't finished it yet, but the fact that the sequel is here or, you know, coming and, and the, the franchise still, you know, the IP's got more to, to do is, is exciting. Yeah. The funny yeah, thing is, under- is that the segue uh, actually works really well <laughs> from how that does game it? ends. Yeah, from how Little oh, okay. ends. Um, so it's interesting to see a sequel to this because it seemed like it was kind of like... A, a, a proper ending that didn't really right you can pirate sequel. chicken wings and little nightmares no, no, <laughs> that's great eat, game of the year every stuff. year <laughs> okay well that's my um, new game of the year every year if i can pirate chicken wings in it at, at the end of or i'm sorry at the during the reveal uh at gamescom i think one of one of the guys on stage said that you it was like um there's like a combat system now yes. kind of like minor combat um, so I'm curious to see how that turns out, but yeah, I mean, I love the art in this game. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I haven't played the first one. Is it on Switch? You should. The, yes. The first one? It, it's on Switch? Okay, I might check I'm it out. I'm telling you right now, guys, if you like horror in any way, like, play this game. Did you game. say horror? It's amazing. M- my ears just perked up. Yeah, you, you have to play this yeah, game. Yeah, Joseph, this is a must feels- play. It's- yeah, it's, it's a must-play. It's it's like the most underrated kind of indie I can think of right okay. now. Uh, but right. the it's is it's great. The art art style is amazing. You you. It reminds me a lot that. of Inside and Limbo. Oh yes, man, beautiful. That too. Um, but like it, it's really suspenseful, um, and I, I love how it like creeps its way into the ending, um, and yeah, giving you little hints here and there. It, it's just amazing get it if you can guys do it it goes on right. sale here and there too on switch and xbox and playstation so all right take my dollars um so uh another game uh speaking of switch uh that i actually was kind of surprised we're seeing but maybe i guess it makes sense is ori in the blind forest um microsoft and um and nintendo have been playing really nicely with each other and yeah we're just seeing that sort of cross-pollination there and i Man, I think Ori is, is such a great game uh, to be on Switch because it's sort of that Metroidvania genre, uh, and I think the Switch is like the it's the home to Metroidvanias. It's perfect for that. Um, and Josh, I'm sure you know with you being a big Xbox guy, this is something that you're really happy about, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't finished Ori yet, but I've played a few hours of it. It's 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 a really special game. So to see that available on not only another platform, but like you said, um, on a Nintendo platform is great because. Um, this this is definitely one of the great Metroidvanias, so it, it deserves to be you know on the, the the family of consoles that you know gave birth to that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris, have you played uh, Ori in the Blind Forest? I bought it, but I uh, don't have an Xbox One right now, so yeah. Huh. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe we can grab a copy on on Switch. We should, you know, what we need to do is get a, a Switch account that we all share as well. Yeah, just yeah. in case. For review copies. Yeah, mm-hmm. for review copies and stuff. Yeah, maybe we could do that. Hey, That'd be interesting. You guys, you know, Ori's on Xbox Game Pass, so you can just get it there and play it. <laughs> you know, Xbox Games Pass. God, I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, so speaking of Xbox Games Pass, how about this segue? Uh, Devil May Cry Ooh. Five is available on on Games Pass right now. So it's oh wait, hold on, it's Game Pass, not Games Pass. Why am I saying Games Pass? That's uh, what Chris Game says. Pass. Jesus, Game Pass. Uh, man, how freaking cool is that? I, I just think Amazing. I think every I think every platform has to have its own version of Game Pass. Seriously, like we need a Game Pass for X or for PlayStation. We need a Game Pass for Nintendo. Uh, Steam version, whatever, man. Like, it's so freaking cool. And Devil May Cry, which Chris and I are both champion. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm downloading it. it and playing it this weekend. At least, at least a little bit to check it out. I don't want to play yes. too much of it because I'm still playing Red Dead. But like, you know, I need to play a little bit of it. Drop it's that so game, freaking drop cool, Red Dead, man. and play Devil May Cry. Ooh, 5. I can't do that. Gosh. You are an official Red Dead hater. Get so. get that delete Red Dead off your system. Ooh, never. Download. Oh, hold on, hold on. Me and Joseph are outlaws for life, bro. Hold on, I'm, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll say don't delete Red Dead, but still download uh, Devil May Cry <laughs> yeah. 5 and play it. Yeah, outlaw, um, outlaws for life and devils for life that cry, crying devils. Crying devils. So that's a cool little uh, tidbit. Um, yeah, I think everybody needs to play it. If you have an Xbox, you have no excuse now. So, yep. um, okay, uh, a couple more stories here. Uh, I really wanted to dive into the Death Stranding gameplay because, and I wanted to talk about that that other footage because it's just so bizarre. So. First of all, uh, it's, it was revealed that Jeff Keighley is going to be in the game because of course he <laughs> oh is. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Of course he is. That's Because funny. of course he is. Um, that makes sense, I guess. We got some like more in-depth footage of uh, Sam Bridges, uh, Norman Reedus' character, like exploring the world and sort of like doing missions, kind of. I still don't really get 100% what the game exactly is. It's an, it's but... an FPU. It's a first-person urinator. <laughs> oh my god. It's not first person. It's a it's a TPU, oh, okay. TPU. a third TPU. person <laughs> urinator. All right, um, but I think I think I understand it a little bit better now. There was this footage that was shown. It was called Briefing, and it takes place in the Oval Office in a version of the White House. It's I, I don't. It's not. It's not exactly the White House, but it's kind of like it. I think. Um, but anyway. Uh, the president and uh, Die Hard Man, I guess, the guy with the mask, are like trying to convince Sam to go on this mission to reconnect the cities of America. I don't know what that means exactly, but it, evidently they're disconnected in some way, whatever that means. Maybe it's, it has something to do with like these inner dimensions or whatever. And at first Sam says no, but then like later on, I think the president gets kidnapped and then you see him on the mission. So somewhere there he changes his mind. So, with that in mind, it kind of makes more sense now that he's traveling to these different cities. Maybe they're in different dimensions, I, I don't really know. And trying to reconnect them, whatever that means. So at least that's like a, a kind of a concept I can maybe wrap my head around, kinda-ish? I don't know, what about you guys? What, what, what do you think? Oh, I assumed, I assumed Chris would start talking because I thought he'd be more uh... excited about... I, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk about it a bit. Uh, but I kind of get a Breath of the Wild feeling from this so far. Like, you have to explore the map and to find new areas. That's, that's basically what I'm thinking. Like, new points of interest or new missions and stuff just by exploring the world. And uh, the concept of um, people connecting online um, and having like this interesting kind of like online connectivity sounds intriguing to me um and also uh during games come 
uh, Kojima called this a, a game of a new genre, the stranding genre. Uh, so oh fuck! We'll see. We'll that's see the most. That is. That's the most pretentious thing I've ever heard. You know what's gonna yeah, happen, that... right? Everything Souls like. Now we're gonna have strand like games. Oh fuck me! Um, guys, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking: is this game gonna suck? Is this game like gonna disappoint people because of the yes, lack of gameplay? Yes, I think it's gonna dis. Like, uh, I, I honestly uh, think that people are overhyping this way too much, and they're gonna get disappointed. Honestly, because Kojima showed that you know in Metal Gear Solid Five that he's not the best at open world design. So, I, I hate. I, I don't want to be a hater here, but. Um, no, that is the complaint I hear from people about I just want to keep people's expectations in check, you know? Um, yeah. Because I think that's important, especially after Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> hmm. Chris has so, been uh, hurt by hype before. Yeah, and I think you have too, Josh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, I guess, but I don't know how much of that was Kojima's fault with Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, obviously a lot of that was oh, Konami, yeah. so... I don't know, but to your point of are people going to be disappointed? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. People are going to be disappointed, and yes, I actually think you're right that this game is being hyped too much. But I don't, I don't think the game's going to suck. I think it will, at the very least, be interesting, and I applaud Kojima for at least trying something new, and I applaud the turnaround time on this because. I mean, we haven't actually known about this game for that long. It seems like we have, but when we first heard about it, it was like. I mean, it was nothing, right? So, like, we first heard about that basically when the when at the inception, and now it's like almost here. So it's been like three years. Yeah, the marketing's yeah. been good for it, and the marketing yeah. uh, timeline. Yeah, exactly. So I'm still excited for it, if nothing else, just for curiosity's sake. I want to see what this game actually is, and the idea of a new genre. I mean, I kind of laugh at that, but okay, sure. If it's a new genre, I'll try it. Hell yeah. Um, and so far, Kojima has not let me down, so his track record is good, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the I doubt. remember you in earlier episodes saying that Kojima could shit in a box, and you would buy it. I remember you saying that. <laughs> I would. I would. I would still buy it. Yeah, I mean, he is, his track record's really good. I don't know about his track record for shitting in boxes, but... <laughs> it's probably... I mean, that's... It's, you can't mess it up. I mean, if any good. developer were going to shit in a box, I think Kojima is going to be the guy. How about his record yeah. for pirating chickens? No. <laughs> I will. I will say this too. I'm not even uh, a huge Kojima fan, and before anyone's upset, I haven't played any of his, you know, games yet. But I think his games have all blasphemous. <laughs> well, I, I intend to, you know, at some point. PlayStation should get Game Pass, then I could, because um, I could download the old. Anyway, okay. Uh, what I was gonna say is I haven't played any of his games, but I think this looks just as interesting as all of his games have in the marketing. You know, like so far. This looks exciting. This looks interesting. This looks different. And that's what his games have always done when I see trailers and gameplay and marketing and all that. So I'm saying so far, it seems like this is going to be just as good as any of his games have been. It's, so. it's not intriguing me. Uh, I, the, the idea of connecting online to other people sounds cool. And like having a new way to, to do that is, is, is intriguing. But other than that, like the gameplay is just not there. It's, it's not I think there. no matter what, it's at least going to be interesting, though. Like yeah. I think it's no matter what, it's going to have... It, yeah. I, 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 I know no matter what, it's not going to be completely bad. So like what I'm saying is... Uh, I'll, I'll even use one of my, game, my favorite games as an example that's not perfect. Like Condemned Criminal Origins... That game's flawed, but there's a lot of really interesting stuff it does. And I think that this game will at least be that, where even if it's not perfect, I think it's going to introduce interesting mechanics 
that influenced the gen the industry from year for years to come. Kind of like you know Gears of War or like Resident Evil did with like the camera angle. Uh, Resident Evil did it first, but I just mean like you know like I think what I'm saying is no matter what, even if uh, small mechanics are great, it's going to influence the industry because uh, Kojima has always been really good at knowing how things work and how things could work and should work. And I don't know, he's just he's a very forward thinking person. So I'm I'm excited to see. Not just the game, but the the impact it has and the uh, effects for years to come. Mm -hmm. I'm we'll with see. you on that. I'm still excited for it. Uh, seeing that footage didn't make me any more excited or less excited. I'm just uh, I don't know what it is, and I'm still kind of excited. So we'll see. Um, all right, last story here, and then we'll get on to some listener questions. Uh, the Uncharted movie is just a mess. I think <laughs> um, it lost its director again. Uh, what's it? again? Yeah, I think this is like. <laughs> Third or fourth time. Third or fourth, yeah, multiple directors. Uh, hold on, let me get this guy's name here. Dan Trachtenberg. That's the one, thank you. Whose previous work, uh, he did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I really, really liked that, that movie a lot. That was a great lot. movie, yeah. Didn't feel like a Cloverfield movie, but it was good nonetheless. And then I think he directed uh, an episode of The Boys recently. Yeah. I've heard really he good things about that. Really, that. He also did that really cool short uh, for Portal. Uh, that was like a fan mm. kind of film. Uh, it was really, oh really? It was great, yeah. Uh, but the sad, it's so sad this news actually, because um, on this old show he used to do the Totally Rad show he did with Jeff Kanata and Alex. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, I can't remember his name, Alex something. Uh, but yeah, he said that Uncharted would be his dream project to to film. Um, wow. So I don't what? know. There must have been something horrible. Something, that happened yeah. To this. Something's going on over there. Um, so yeah, a couple things to note here. Uh, Tom Holland is still involved with the project as of now, and the release date is still sometime in December of 2020. I think it's December 8th or something like that. In 2020, they haven't moved the release date yet. To, to me, if you're less than a year out from the debut of a movie and you still don't have a director, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, that's so, uh, not a good sign. So, um, who knows, man? They've been trying to get this movie off the ground for what feels like a decade, so... I, I actually, I actually optimistic. have something I want to, I want to say too before we move on um, about this movie. Um, this was um, a really interesting read. I would really recommend to our readers or our listeners. Um, it's on Polygon. Um, I'm just going to read a snippet at the end that I think is really interesting. Uh, the title, though, so you can look it up and read it. It's a really good long read. It's called uh, "The Exhausting Twelve Year Saga of Hollywood's Uncharted Movie." And it's, oh, twelve years. Okay, yeah, I and said it's by uh, Matt Patches, and this is on Polygon. Uh, I want to go to the very end from something that Amy Hennig said that I think is just really um, interesting. It's a very interesting take for uh, video game movie adaptations that I don't think really um, either hasn't been said or at least it hasn't been said a lot. Um, but yeah, it really struck a chord with me. Um, let me get to it. The very bottom here, the article, it says, sorry, ads keep loading. <laughs> okay. So Amy Hennig said, there is this perceived barrier and a prejudice against video game folks versus people in Hollywood. It's sort of like, okay, we got this now. You go make your little games, but we got this. But what I'm seeing now as I'm going out and hustling and having a lot of meetings and stuff is that younger filmmakers, younger production companies, they grew up playing games, right? And so their attitude is far more inclusive and sort of blurry. They don't have these entrenched, ossified ideas about who is worthy of doing this work. So I think we're going to see a revolution of folks who've made all kinds of media crossing the lines 
just because the technology is going to allow for it. The old school folks are probably just going to be dinosaurs. This attitude that those of us in games aren't capable. Well, clearly we, clearly we are. How many Uncharted games have we made since they optioned the rights and haven't made a single film? We're okay at this. And I just really like that because it, it, it and again, that was Amy Hennig, um, who man, has worked on all kinds of things, but, you know, of course, Uncharted 2 as well. But I, I just really like that because she's kind of summarizing what's causing a lot of these issues. It's that game people aren't involved enough with movies. And it's it's frustrating because, like, they can clearly tell stories. I mean, look at all the stories we've seen across so many games. You know, game developers understand people and characters and relationships and, and what makes them tick. Um, and so I just wish that we'd see that change because I think that's what opened the floodgates for a lot of fantastic video game adaptations is if you um, kind of break down that wall. And I think we're going to see that, of course, with Sony. Uh, maybe not this movie, of course, but I think we will see it first with Sony because they've got the studio they opened up, of course, we've, to focus on that. But We've already seen it. Unless Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Chris, it's like, everybody go home. It's it's done. We, we've we've seen it already. Like, no, that, that's true. That but I'm just, game, I just, I don't know. A game movie can be made. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, though, like, her point of view and, and how frustrating it is for game developers who are seeing, like, just, you know, all these bad adaptations of movies. And the whole time, they're like, we know how to do it. Let us, you know, help. Let us be a part of it. God, I would be so mad. Like, you know, the creator of Tomb Raider or something... Uh, seeing the Tomb Raider movies come out and just like, God damn it, yeah, what did you those do? Those movies are trash. What did you do? <laughs> those games What did are you do to my baby? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if this movie is coming out. If it if it does, it's probably not going to be good. Uh, um, all right, so on that note, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and do some listener questions, okay? All right, everybody, and we are back. Uh, let's do a couple listener questions here. Uh, remember, every Wednesday we will post a thread on Twitter, and you can respond to that thread with your questions. Uh, it can be video game related or not. You can ask us what uh, our favorite chicken wing sauce is. The correct answer to that is just mild, just plain, just very boring mild. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I do also kind of like the dry rub they have. Have you guys had this? It's like a desert heat yeah have you had yeah. that before mm-hmm. i like that too uh, that fucks me up though i can't eat that if i have work the next day Gotta all right here we go the barbecue barbecue honey barbecue honey yeah, i like barbecue. that spicy spicy garlic that buffalo wild wings has. oh that's good too oh I, that's what i have i have b-dubs here waiting for me um all right let's do some questions so this is from zach laroque walker he asks, have you all tried out the demo for Dragon Quest on Switch? Thoughts? Doom 3 on Switch? Just talk about the Switch the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't played Dragon Quest on Switch. Uh, Chris, you're a Dragon Quest fan, aren't you? Used to be. Oh no, <laughs> what happened? Dragon Quest 11. You yeah, hated the <laughs> soundtrack, which most oh, people Oh, that's did. right. Yeah, you hated the soundtrack. And then he's upset too because the Switch version is going to have a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 it's not just a soundtrack, there's more additional stuff in the game, you know? And it would have been nice just to have a patch, the original PS4 version with all these features. Uh, but even then, the it's the Dragon, Quest 11, Dragon Quest Eleven sucked. It really sucked. Like, it didn't age well. Um, I don't think the story is all that interesting. The characters are annoying. So, yeah, I'm not a Dragon Quest fan anymore. I'm a fan of Dragon Quest Eight. <laughs> Jesus, you're breaking up with Dragon's Quest. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wait, is it I Dragon's? Said. It's Dragon Quest. Why did I say Dragon's Quest? I was doing the same thing with Games Pass. Game Pass. <laughs> Games Pass. Yeah. Dragon's Quest. But yeah, that should be Dragon's Quest though, or is it just one Dragon's Quest? Is it Dragon multiple Quest. Dragon's Quests? Well, no, Joseph and I want to know the dragon population for the... Yeah, like, is it just one dragon? The quest of one dragon? Or is it multiple <laughs> dragons? There's multiple dragons. Okay, well, then we're so changing the So shouldn't it be dragon's, dragon's quest? quest? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Quests of the dragons. He, Chris is just over there exhausted. He's like, I got... I can't do this any... I just can't do it anymore. I can't... <laughs> um, and then Doom 3. I haven't played that. Uh, Josh. Yeah, uh, I've played it on Switch. It's, it's really good. Um... Uh, How's it run? Does yeah, it, run, it, run, okay? it runs fantastic. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the graphics aren't as good, and the textures aren't as good. It reminds me of like when you would like um, turn like settings down. Like maybe if your computer's not as good to play a game, I've done that before, like back in the day. And like you know, the textures don't. You turn like the settings to low. You know, it's, it reminds me of that. Like mm. the game plays incredible. Like the frame rate is, it's great. Um, it's just thirty frames per second from what I remember on uh, Switch, but like it's it's stable. You know, it, it, it plays great. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't look as good. Um, but, I mean, that's to be expected, and you're not, you're not, that's not why you're buying it. You're not like, oh, I'm buying this for the, it's the best-looking version. You're buying it because you want to play Doom on a Nintendo console and potentially play handheld mode. So, and they yeah, had to split they, the game up because they were, cheap, you know, cheaped out like everybody but CD Project Red on the cartridge well, how size. Did, but the nice thing how is how the multiplayer is what's missing, and you have to download. So, uh-huh. I mean, you need oh. you need internet for that anyway, so that's a good way to you know do it. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, it's huh. a it's a great port. My only complaint's the price. Like, it released at sixty dollars, and that's how much it is if you buy it new style. And like, no, he said, wait, hold on a second. No, no, he said Doom three, not Doom oh, four. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Doom three. Have you played Doom three on the Switch? No, not yet. <laughs> I played it. I played it. I played it on Xbox <laughs> One. I'm sorry. Awesome. I didn't even see the three part. Oh, fucking fuck, I love it. Oh, okay, well, everybody go I'm buy it in 2016 and Switch, too. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, tears. Wow, I feel stupid. I didn't see the three. That's all right. I mean, he said just talk about Switch. And okay, so yeah, we, we kind of we kind of hit it. All right. So, well, no, I haven't I played your question, Switch, but... but... <laughs> oh, you, so you have played it? No, I played, I played the Xbox One version. I haven't played it in Switch oh, okay. yet. gotcha. So, yeah, sorry about that, but yeah, uh... Chris answered his part of the question, so that counts. All right, let's move on here. Um, <laughs> uh, Christopher Cross asks, how long uh, do you think we have to play Death Stranding until Jeff Keighley and Norman Reedus make out? I, opening cutscene. That's what I think. What about you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of looking at the comment underneath. I'm wondering. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we going to read that? Nah. Is it hateful? Okay. I don't think it's hateful. Is it hateful? Is it hateful? Okay. I don't think it's we'll hateful. read it. We'll- a little hateful. A little okay. Hateful. Yeah. What, nah. uh, no. Okay. We won't read that one. Um, don't don't send hateful comments in. Um, how long do we think before they make out? Yeah, I think opening cutscene. Chris, what do you think? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I don't think it's ever gonna happen in the game. Sorry. It's the it's a, a makeout simulator. That's what it turns out to be the whole time. No. Where you get to pee afterwards, so you don't get a UTI. Jesus. Oh my God. Jesus gosh. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, that's not bad advice. That's a good advice. <laughs> Jesus Jeez. Christ. Alright. Um, next question. Everybody's like, I'm never sending questions to them again. Okay. Hatsube Plays Games ask, question, why is Mario Maker 2 the best Mario game ever? The, the reason 
I don't know that that's right, but the reason you could make the argument for that is that it's basically endless and it invokes a lot of creativity and there's just so much to do and man, yeah. I would definitely Mario- put it with my favorite Mario games. I mean, you could essentially like make your favorite Mario game, whatever it is. So You could make almost every Mario game in Mario Maker 2. Every 2D it's, Mario, his, yeah. Here's the problem with that question though, mate. You know? What's that? Uh, 2D Mario isn't good. Is 3D Mario's better? Oh, oh wow. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Here we go. Ooh. Chris, <laughs> Chris, I don't care if you say stuff like that, but I feel like the listeners will. I I, <laughs> I just think I, if if the listeners come to beat you up, I'm I'm not gonna have your back. That's all I'm, I'm actually me. ordering at some. Uh, rights at me. I'm actually looking at some uh, pitchforks right now. I'm gonna buy some because I'm gonna join the mob. <laughs> Because 2D Mario is fantastic. Here's, here's, no, here's the thing. 2D Mario has been going off the same mechanics for the last 20 years. It is generic. That's not true. They add all it's kinds of go, cool stuff. It go, and you can go see it the same worlds over and over again. Oh, here's the lava world. Oh, here's the ice world. Here's a ghost world. It's the same stuff. And, yeah, but here's you know, the thing. I find, better, I find other 2D platformers better. Like Rayman no, Legends. That's way better because it has some no. originality. No, here's the thing. Sonic's been doing the same game for the last few years too. They keep making <laughs> shitty games. I don't. I don't have At the least they have the some creativity in the Sonic games. <laughs> Sonic Mania has amazing creativity. There's a lot of interesting new worlds to explore. But so Mario, did, uh, Mario sticks to the same shit over and mm-hmm. over again. Oh, right, the I princess feel like is missing. Oh no. I feel yeah, like yeah, I'm at least Mario's here. not friends with a giant cat named Big. That's uh, a dumb cat name. Well, oh, at least Mario doesn't. Uh, at least Sonic doesn't actually dress up as a bloody cat. Hey, hey. what's wrong with dressing up as a cat? Sonic whoa, whoa, kissed whoa. the princess and a. Sh- hey, you know what? That's why I win this. That's why I win this argument. Let's That's all true. talk about Sonic 2006. No, all I'm saying is, I, I didn't bring up Sonic, by the way, but like I, I don't think 2D Mario is that interesting. So. Just putting that out there. All right. Well, anyway, regardless of that, I do think Super Mario Maker 2 is a very good Mario game. All right. Let's. No, we need to get uh, Alex on here, and we need to talk about Mountain Time and Mario 2D. And Sonic, I guess. And Sonic. It is argue. We'll call it God, I hate Sonic. I hate Sonic so much. I hate it. I just don't, and I know I've talked about this before, but the the, the way that he looked in the movie trailer, I'm so glad they're changing it. Oh god, I hated that. Right, anyway, I hope they include the original version on the Blu-ray special features. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Oh my god, yes. Um, okay, that's it for listener questions. Um, <laughs> Chris got so yes. angry. I kind of enjoyed that banter though. Well, um, I don't like Tizzy Mario. I don't like it. All right, all right. Who hurt you? My god, Judy Mario did. Yeah, hurt him. I guess. All right. Um, cool. So let's talk about what we've been playing here. I'll just quickly touch on the Call of Duty stuff just because it's real fast and I really want to hear your guys' thoughts on Control. Um, so yeah, I was playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha, the 2v2 mode called Gunfight or Gunfire? Gunfight, I think is what it's called. And takes place on these really small, like pretty much symmetrical maps where you just, you know, spawn on either end of it. And it plays almost like a game of Search and Destroy where it's very... Uh, uh, like yeah, you, you know, you get one life basically per round, and you have to play it kind of slowly and tactfully. But it's really, really cool. Um, I am so excited for this game. The guns feel like heavy and crunchy and real and like meaty. I, I, does that make sense? Like, 
<laughs> in so many shooters, it's like you're like I kind of I know this is probably annoying to some people, but I'm not wild about the Uncharted games because the shooting just feels like you're hitting people with pillows. Like it just doesn't feel like <laughs> like you know like like in Gears of War when you shoot those guns, holy shit, crunchy. they feel like no, I, I'm with you. Fucking I feel heavy, you. Man. So many, so oh, that's many hot crunchy, damn yeah hot takes no, I, like, um, I like crunchy guns i'm into it yeah and and man like the weapons in in, the, in this game just feel so good oh my goodness i'm so excited and i just I, I feel like it's pretty balanced um yeah i'm totally sold on modern warfare and i haven't been excited for a call of duty game in probably like 10 years i want to say so yeah take my money uh that's all i have to say for that uh let's see and then I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which not a whole lot else to say. Fucking amazing soundtrack. Uh, fucking amazing color palette. Uh, I was li- living in Miami when that game came out, so it was really cool uh, for me as a kid. It's a very nostalgic game for me, so go Grand Theft Auto, go Vice City. Um, all right. Can you guys shed some light on – well, actually, hold on. Before you get into Control, why don't you talk about uh, the smaller games you're playing, and then we'll end it with some Control talk. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? All right. Uh, Chris, you were playing some Erica. Tell us about Erica. Yeah, Erica is a new FMV game uh, from a small studio. Uh, it's published by Sony. And oh god, um, Eric. I, 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 first thing, I love FMV games. Um, I've played games like The Shape Shifting Detective, um, The Infectious Case of Doctor Decker. Um, uh, contradiction stuff like that. So just to give you a background, I love FMV. I like games. how you say Decker. By the way, can you say yeah. Decker one more Dr. time? Dr. Decker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one more time. One more time. One more time. Dr. Decker. Oh fuck! All right. Go ahead. <laughs> God damn it! This episode's weird. Um, All right, go ahead. But yeah, the Erica. Uh, I-, I love the branching paths that it takes. Like I played two different storylines and they were completely different so um your playthroughs change like depending on the choices you make so that's great uh so um can you tell the premise of the story without spoiling it yeah so um you play as erica she's the child of a father who is uh who runs just like this clinic uh for um the terminally ill that is what's that? i'm trying to trying to say this without spoiling it so i know i know it's probably really tough okay it's uh, a, but it's a... like it's you you find some weird shit is going on with this clinic <laughs> and there's like this uh so, someone's after you as well and it's kind of like a threader kind of thing so okay. uh, there's kind of this murder go- murderer going around and you don't know who to trust that's basically the whole premise of the game Chris, this is okay. a premonition, just so you know. The murderer is coming after you because you're over there talking about 2D Mario being bad. Oh, my God. All right, here we <laughs> go. Full circle. Um, I'm cutting how, that off. Sorry, I don't want to get killed. <laughs> so uh, how quickly can you run through a, a playthrough in this game? Um, it's about movie length, so I'd say an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good okay, so you could, Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, yeah. and is it is is this something you paid for? Or did we get a code for this? Yeah, I or? paid for this. Uh, it was uh, ten oh, okay. US dollars or thirteen okay. Canadian dollars, and I think you get you, you get the get your money's worth because this is generally a really well shot project. It's great. 
Um, there's uh, mm-hmm. some amazing stuff in this uh, that they've been able to do uh, with the budget they had, uh, and um, uh, the acting's phenomenal, especially from the lead actress that I'm trying to get an interview with um, to for, for the podcast. Oh man, so, that'd be fucking uh, amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw that, and that made me uh, excited because I'm like, he must really like the game, which made me even more excited for it because I'm already excited. I think I'm gonna game. download that this weekend. That's some, that seems like yes, a nice weekend. It's, game. It's yeah, that's great. what I was thinking too. Um, it's a great kind of like you, you play it in one sitting. Um, it's great to do that, and it is, it is a great story. But the cool thing with the multiple playthroughs is that you find different things um, that kind of round out like the story of like explain certain things. Uh, so it's it's really cool um, to, uh, to 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 play, uh, and there's multiple endings as well. Uh, so I, I hope to play cool. it a few more times yeah. and see where it goes because I I'm sure I missed a few uh, some other things too. I've got a right. question for you too, Chris. Um, I saw an article, I believe it was from Polygon, but it might have been, I'm pretty sure it was Polygon. They were talking about um, how this is a, uh, a good party game or a good game to play with people. Uh, yes. Not just streaming, but also like maybe even like, you know, same room. I wanted to hear you talk so about too. what makes it that. Uh, so yeah, there's multiple decisions you can make. Uh, and the cool thing, like w- when there's decisions that are being made, like it's important that they're clear of what the outcome is going to be. So that's really good uh, because it, it actually is kind of clear with how Erica is and what she's about to say and what what the decisions on screen are. And uh, the, the really cool thing of this game is that unlike other FMV games and movie games, there isn't like there's actually quite a bit of interactivity with it. So you you download this app um for erica it's actually hard to find so just look under playstation mobile and it's it interacts with the game so um it's very like it's actually very quick um there's literally there's virtually no lag between the phone and the game which is really cool uh and uh, i i just like it's like um that game i played last year for the phone called florence so it's mm, kind of like that mm-hmm. where oh, you're interacting, yeah. yeah, where you're interacting with the game and like you're messing around with a lighter, for example, and you're kind of flicking. Man, you're it. selling me on this hard. This sounds great. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's so cool, and um, just just little bits and pieces from your decisions show up later, and okay. uh, it's oh man, it's, it's yeah. A you, great brought, game. you brought me from being interested to like I'm gonna buy that this weekend too. Yeah, just um, yeah, so download it, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris, tell us about um, uh, Pokemon Masters quickly. Right. So, yeah, it's only available in Canada and Singapore, I believe, right now. So I was able to download it and check it out. I haven't played too much of it yet. I just downloaded it today. Uh, But I did want to mention a few things. So the combat's a bit different than your typical Pokemon game. It's kind of like multitasking where, like, you've got to time your attacks uh, to uh, against your enemy against the opposing team, right? Uh, so you gotta make sure that like, you're making the right decisions at the right time. Uh, the visual style it's it looks exactly like a Pokemon 3DS game, uh, and it looks hmm. pretty great actually uh, for the phone. So, so it looks bad because no, the looks Pokemon good. 3DS games don't look very good. Okay, <laughs> I I didn't I never thought the 3DS games looked very good. Or it, it might be it might be closer to the Switch. 
but basically the premise of the game is uh, you're trying to gather a team up um, of uh, previous trainers from the series. So I had to start to start you off. They give you Brock and Misty, right? So you have an Onyx and a Starmie, and you control the Pikachu, right? Uh, but it's more basic than other Pokemon games because you only have one attack pretty much uh, per Pokemon that you have. So you have yeah, basic. It's, it's basically a three versus three kind of like setup. And uh, when you gather enough of a meter, you can use a special move uh, from your Pokemon, from the Pokemon of you cho- your choosing, right? And the trainer and the Pokemon kind of like interact with each other and then create an attack. So that sounds like a good level, like a good balance, though. For like, I mean, it's a mobile game, you know. Yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's, I don't it's, want it's mobile games to be too in depth. Yeah, this is on iOS and, and Android. Android, right? Yeah. And yeah. Android, okay, cool. And it's currently in development, I think, because like there's a okay. few times where it slowed down uh, in terms like its animation, so it was a little laggy, but it wasn't that bad. So it's it, and and it's in like pre-development stages or currently development. It's so. in beta, I believe. Yeah, beta. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, Josh. Uh, touch on Iron Fury, and then you guys can take it away on some control talk. So Iron Fury is another game that uh, we're, we're doing a review episode on. Um, we're going to be recording uh, that. Uh, it should be out by the time this this episode airs. But so if you want, if 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 what I say you know sounds more interesting to you, then Chris and I are going to do kind of a little episode talking about that. Um, so there's not too much to say about it, especially since I'm going to save some of the talk for um, when we redo our review episode. Yeah, tell us the tell us the premise of it because I haven't e- I haven't even seen any coverage. Yeah, yeah. Kind of so uh, it's it's um, it's it's built in the uh, build engine or a modified version of it rather, which is the engine that uh, created Duke Nukem 3D, which is one of my uh, absolute favorite like shooting games. Like Duke Nukem 3D is just a fantastic game, and this definitely uh, feels kind of almost like a shovel knight. Uh, how that was for Metroidvania, oh, how, how this is for that. Like oh, it's God. a brand new game, but it's, yes. it's it's made like you remember those mid yeah, mid nineties shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Duke Nukem three D, Shadow Warrior, um, Doom, of course. Quake. But uh, yeah. yeah, but this is definitely like a, almost like a spiritual like successor to uh, Duke Nukem three D. Um, the uh, level uh, layouts where it's kind of like a, a, a labyrinth with you know doors and keys. It, that that's here. Um, the verticality of the levels reminds me of Duke Nukem. The graphics themselves—I mean, I know I, I said it's the engine, but like it—it it looks like it looks like you remember Duke Nukem looking. You know, like but it looks it sharper. It doesn't look old. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look old, but it's the same kind of style. And um, uh, of course, you know, modern touches. So like, you can play—you know—it's an HD game, obviously, and you can play it with a higher frame rate and all that. Of course, on the PC version. Um, I should—I forgot and, to mention—we got a review copy uh, of this as well. So. Um, yeah. Shout out to Th- um, thank you, <laughs> uh, uh, 3D Realms. They're the publisher of it, which of course they're yeah. the people that created the build engine for Duke Nukem. Um, the developers so, of Duke so, Nukem. So, um, and this game, there was some controversy with the naming, right? Because it used to be called Iron Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, and, it was. It's really stupid too, because uh, which is really funny. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Iron Ma- Iron Maiden was uh, upset because uh, they the said band. They, I, you know, yeah, the yeah. band was upset because they were saying that. Uh, you know, oh, this is too similar to us, and people are gonna c- can mix these two up, and you're just trying to like basically 
I'm paraphrasing, but you know, they're saying that they're trying to be successful, like off of, you know, just like, no, listen, this game's got like nothing in common with uh, Iron Maiden. And uh, I just think that's so funny. It is. But like the music in this reminds me of like, you know, like that industrial, like 90s rock, like uh, Nine Inch Nails and stuff, you know, like this. It's not even remotely uh, like, like that. But yeah, the character is really great too. Uh, Her name is uh, Shelly. And uh, she, uh, there's these like, trans like what is it tra- what's the word it's like ro- ro- robotic i wrote it down they said um <laughs> i forgot the word it's trans uh where's my notes transbotic here? it's uh tra- trans uh what is that trans he can't read his own oh, tra- yeah <laughs> i was doing my review now it's kind of here and there i was playing transhumanist cult uh of like robotic like people and uh the villain's name is Dr. Jadis Heskel, and he's this leader, and uh, he ends up, like, basically attacking with these, like, robotic, like, soldiers. And uh, Shelly works from the uh, – she's a global defense expert, you know, so it's kind of, like, over the top in 90s, mm-hmm. but, like, in, in, in the best kind of way. But, yeah, so you're just fighting these, like, machine, you know, cyborgs and shit, and it's it's really cool. The combat's yeah. great. Um, it's It's – it's it's the way I would describe it uh, is it is a nineteen ninety seven shooter um, for uh, good and for for better or worse. So like, it's got some of the cons from that genre, like you know uh, looking um, sometimes where to go, get lost easily. You know, or at least I I do in those older games or did at the time too. But um, the actions there, the the kind of uh, brief platformings there, um, it's 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 really great. Like seriously, if you like, you know. 90 shooters at all like this this is for you and it's it's a fantastic game i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying it um and and uh right. chris play a little well, bit of it too why don't why don't we save some of it for the the review episode here because it sounds like it's really interesting mm-hmm. uh and I, I feel like it's one that you guys can do like a whole episode on right so yeah i mean it might not be super long like another review though just because i mean there's not too much to say with it being like you know story and stuff being more limited in scope but yeah yeah we would definitely have some more to say cool um, all right. Oh, I forgot to uh, mention too. That's PC right now, and it will be on Xbox One and PS4 um, later as well. I don't know if it's coming to Switch. I don't remember, but yeah, so it'll be on console as well later. Port everything to Switch. Yeah, everything. Halo Switch. Uh, oh Dark my Souls gosh. Switch. Great. Oh, Dark Souls already on Switch. Call of Duty Switch. <laughs> Dog Switch. Chicken Wing Switch. Pirated right. drumsticks. All right. Um, so kind of the same deal here. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on control. Uh, I know basically you guys seem like you're on the same page from what I've heard you talk about before. Um, let's not get too in the weeds with it. Obviously we've got a, uh, you, you can't talk about a specific section of the game anyway, but just general overall thoughts, uh, and then save, we'll save the rest of it for our review episode. So Chris, why, why don't we throw it over to you first? Because you actually finished the game, right? Yes, I did. And okay, so general overall thoughts. This is uh, Control Remedy is new game. The makers of Alan Wake, Quantum Break, and Max Payne. Um, this is their first multi-platform game, and God, feels like fifteen years or something, right? So, Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, right. So, first thing I want to mention, we got a review code from Five Hundred Five Games and uh, Remedy. So, thank you for that. Uh, so uh, that was really cool. Uh, first thing I want to say is this game is a trip. It, like, there's so many visual effects that is so cool. That are so cool. They uh, really bring you into the game and like 
basically the whole concept of control is you're going into this like supernatural kind of like um area called uh the u.s bureau of control like kind of like scp yeah they're looking into these like supernatural events that occur and like uh, x-files kind of mm-hmm. yeah that kind of stuff yeah uh, so, yeah, it, it gets really strange as, like, this um, object called the Hiss is unleashed into this bureau. And uh, you're, you're seeing, like, bodies in the air kind of, like, uh, lifeless and it's kind of creepy in, the, in a way. And uh, you see all kinds of, like, trippy kind of effects of the world around you, like blocks being emerged and then um, being shifted around and... Um, the world kind of like uh, turning into this supernatural kind of like <laughs> uh, setting. It's it's really cool how they set it up. And um, uh, another thing I'd like to mention is that Control has really impressive kind of visual effects, uh, like uh, really cool, uh, pa- uh, uh, really cool, yeah, really cool particle effects. Um, I I love the kind of like effects where like wood is being shot through and like the way you throw items like has a really good kind of like physics kind of base motion to it. Uh, but it, it, the trippiest thing is the story. Like it's really hard to kind of figure out and it's a little annoying just to find out mm. what exactly is going on. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a little hard to follow, but at the same time, it's very basic, um, and it's kind of like uh, it's, it's it's a bit disappointing with the end kind of result, which I can't mention too much. Uh, so yeah, like I'm not too impressed with Control, um, but like the visuals, the, the shooting feels very good. Um, I do like some of the supernatural powers that your character Jesse Faden has. Um, you can pick up objects and throw them, uh, and you can upgrade that throughout the game. Uh, you can mind control enemies, but uh, despite how impressive the visuals are and um, how crazy they go with the story, the gameplay mechanics just aren't there. They're, they're very basic, you've seen them before. And I wish they stretched their creative minds a bit uh, in terms of the gameplay rather than just the story. Um, another thing that Josh and I found frustrating with the game is that uh, we got ourselves lost a lot uh, within the game. And I think there's going to be a lot of confusion and frustration with where to go next um, in the in the game. So That was my problem when I played the demo at E3. Uh I mean, I had li- very limited time to play anyway, but I'm just like, I don't know where to go. Yeah. Um, Stretch that so, out for like 10 hours, Joseph. God. So, uh, but it, it it's being described as a Metroidvania, kind of. Yeah. Is mm. that accurate? Do you think that's right? Technically? It kind of okay. is. <laughs> okay. Like, you can reach okay. areas that you di- didn't before, but I wouldn't say it's as much of a Metroidvania as Castlevania or uh, Bloodstained or something like that. Basically, you get... I don't think get... the incentive is there no uh but you, you do can get you the, can backtrack and you have reason to but you don't enjoy it or want to and it doesn't really feel like it's necessary to backtrack also huh. and the reason why it's not necessary to backtrack is because the upgrades in the game aren't that interesting uh, like it's just like like slight stat boosts and 
um, very minor things that you'd ever noticed, right? So um, I think they really failed in that uh, aspect of the game of like wanting you to visit other areas because honestly, also I was this... like, nah, I, I'm not interested at all. This has to be brought up too. Joseph, what is one of the most essential parts of a Metroidvania game? Uh, well, t- I mean, for me, it's the sense of reward. Like, there's this sense of progression, and you need a map. A there you go. Map. Those there, two things oh, are oh. not there. There is no, a map. No, the map but is bad. It's sucks. horrible. Yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. You can't pan around. You can't zoom in. You cannot move the map, and it's very small. And this makes me so fucking angry. I was so frustrated. So when you discover a new room, the text for that room, I mean, like major rooms, you know, like laboratory or, you know, whatever, parapsychology, those words are this big, giant text on the map, and it will cover up entrances to the fucking room. So when you're trying to backtrack, you're like, wait, where is this? And you're pausing it and looking, and you're like, I can't. Well, you don't have to pause it. It can pull up while you're moving. But anyway, it's you can't see where to re-enter a room like it's oh my god it's so infuriating the map is just atrocious like you have to have a good map like you have to and like you said uh, incentive you have to have incentive yeah it's not there what if it had the map of resident evil 2 the remake because that map is so fucking good right like i mean that would have helped a lot and it would have overcompensated for the poor level design that made it be get lost um the best way i want to describe how you get lost so much do you remember the library in halo combat evolved joseph Yes, I do. It reminded me a lot of that. I was actually having, like, flashbacks to feeling like, I already came this way. I already went this way. Why can't I go this way? Oh, my God, enemies are here. I don't want to fight these enemies again. I already fought enemies over here. I'm trying to figure out where to go. (laughs) That's how I felt. And the checkpoint system sucks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely sucks. I I experienced that, too, when I played it at E3, because remember I said the power went out, so we had to, like, basically restart. Yeah. Oh, man. That was horrible. So, what? What? I mean, what's the deal with it? Is it? It, it just spawns you too far uh, from where your yeah. last point was. Uh, basically, okay. yeah. So, like, you die in a certain area by accident, or you die during battle. But you have to go all the way past rooms you've already gone through uh, just to get. Which to is the difficult place because of the text. Were. And like also, history. it's difficult because, like, I, I, at one point, I respawned, and I'm like how do I get back to where I was? Because I'm mm-hmm. so confused as to where <laughs> where to go. You know, so the map was poorly designed as well. And that, I think that's... And this is the gameplay issue. loop of the game. Yeah, that exactly. It's not the intended gameplay loop, but that will be... That was my experience. That was Chris's experience. Yeah. And that will likely be everyone's experience. And it's frustrating because uh, this is probably one of the nicer things I can say about it. It's mechanically sound. The skeleton yeah. of the game is good. But everything else is just lackluster or not impressive mm-hmm. or the, just just yeah, not necessary the characters um you don't have that investment um and i know oh, Josh Chris, feels exactly I, wanted, like I almost that. forgot you yeah. mentioned that you didn't like uh, her voice acting i, I liked and, it as time went on actually okay i just wanted to mention this though what it just frustrates me i forgot the name of her character in the in uh, quantum break but she did a voice in quantum break and she was great in quantum break so yeah. it's like what you know what's what's and i'm not, I'm not even really blaming her i'm more like blaming that mm-hmm. the production of the game you know like this this actress can act really well and um i empathize a lot with her in quantum break but here i just yeah 
But it's not exactly the acting that bothered me in that instance. It was like the uncanny valley of the graphics mm-hmm. in a way. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like it kind yeah. of felt weird. Her eyes kind of looked like a cat at points. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, and her hair, the texture in her hair looked. Yeah, kind of was weird. it looks it looks a bit odd. Uh, but the, I'll give it this, Joseph. Like you mentioned, Resident Evil Two just now. Like I got those feels um, of like being lost in this kind of like building and trying to traverse from one place to another and it really could have had that like potential right but like it has that kind of like that's weird... that's what's frustrating is it yeah, could have been just, yeah it's... it could have been a supernatural resident evil game but it wasn't yeah and it could and, have been like it's just frustrating it's just a bunch of tedium and i hate the battle music as well like mm. it is, is if you want to call it music because it's just like drum oh. beats and it it's supposed to remind you of like a heartbeat but it's just fucking irritating um <laughs> it, <laughs> it is well, i'm laughing because you like never swear in this episode yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, it sounds like you guys have some thoughts on this, but the general consensus is disappointment, and oh, what, it, it's just that it's not finished. Is that? But I'll, I'll, that I'll say it, the positives though. Um, I like the shooting. Shooting it feels really good for me. Uh, they spice up the combat a bit with different enemies, and they're they're sprinkled in throughout the game, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, like and um, once again, the story is disappointing. But it's very interesting. It's like it's the style of it is just so wacky. I, I just I just really liked it, and that's the reason why I kept playing to the end. Avalan finishing it for the review, of course. But you know, um, yeah, that, that's that's. Um, so I wanted to to mention this too uh, for people that have been listening consistently. Um, but you already know that I'm a big fan of Remedy and and whatnot. But. Um, for to anyone that doesn't, I'm a I'm a very big fan of Remedy, and the reason I mention that is like this should have been my game, and it it wasn't. So I'm, I'm just throwing that out there because I think that's helpful when a game that you don't expect to not do as well doesn't do as well to know like, hey, I'm a fan of this, kind of like Jason Schreier with Octopath Traveler. You know, like some people are saying like maybe he doesn't like JRPGs. No, he loves art JRPGs. He was the person to review that. Um, and then also, I was going to finish it, but I was, I mean, I didn't have as much time this week due to, uh, I was kind of busy with work. Um, but like, I, I would have finished it, of course, if I was the only one reviewing it. But like, I'm just pointing that out too. Like, Chris finished it. I didn't even finish it. I got like halfway through maybe. But I was just so, just frustrated and honestly just exhausted. And I'm just mentioning that because like, th- this was my game and like... I was just and fatigued on it. Like I just don't. I don't even want to. I don't even care about it anymore. I'll, That's I'll add this too. It, was. it feels short. Like when when you reach the end of it, it feels really short uh, because the story never came. Um, you know, you you saw all this weird shit going on around you, but like there's just there's very little character progression and everything. Like all the storytelling is kind of vague. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's, it just doesn't have that punch that you, you're looking for. I want mm. Sony to buy, um, Remedy. And the reason I'm saying Sony specifically, I know they've worked the Xbox a long time, but Xbox wasn't really interested in greenlighting Alan Wake 2 or Quantum Break 2. And like, those were both really great, interesting games I want. So what I'm saying is if Xbox isn't interested in investing in what Remedy wants to do, I want a big company to acquire Remedy. Cause I honestly wonder how much of this came down to uh, budgetary constraints, uh, time restraints. I mean, I don't know. The only reason I'm saying that is I'm rationalizing. 
this developer that's done <laughs> Max Payne 1, Max Payne 2, you know, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, like, they've done good games. So, like, it can be yeah. done. And then, like Chris said, the potential is all here. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I can only wonder what caused this, and I, I can only kind of surmise money and time. So that's why I kind of want Sony or someone big to just yeah. buy the, maybe Bethesda, somebody. But I want them to have money, and I want them to get to do their thing. And it didn't. That, their, their normal thing didn't happen this time. And one more point yeah. that I think is very important is uh, we played this uh, pre uh, launch, so we played like a, a version of this game that wasn't exactly hundred uh, percent. You know, it was before the day one patch, so like it was very very laggy endpoints uh, to the point of it being alarming. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's still like that, yeah, give them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, yeah. Chris and I actually talked about that because they told us in our review, our our, our press kit, they did say they went they went into details about the what the patch would include. If the frame rate is still like it was, it's in our copy, like If they don't fix that, it's it's horrible. Like it, yeah. it, it we we, we well, told ourselves wouldn't let it really like affect our review if they patch it. Of course, I mean they said they would, but like if that's fixed. But what we're saying is if the frame rate is anywhere near even halfway as bad as it was in our copy, if they don't fix that all the way, that would be a huge, huge mark against it because, yeah. oof. Well, um, you guys can uh, dive deeper into it on yeah, the for sure. solo review episode, but um, I appreciate your guys' thoughts on that, and I'm really sorry, Josh, that you were disappointed by it. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, you, Chris, too, but I know Josh is the big Remedy fan. So Are you next? Because Chris got bit by uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I just I got still liked control. it, but... Yeah. Is it? Yeah, but you were disappointed. So is, is yeah. Joseph's death? I think death next? stranding. Yeah, I think death stranding is gonna disappoint. <laughs> you. That's the friend. Oh, it's so gonna be that. Oh my god, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Oh no. That's all right. <laughs> um. So yeah, bummer about control, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it, at least you guys got to play through it, and you didn't have to pay for it, right? So there's that. <laughs> um. Okay. So that about wraps us up for this episode. I have some chicken wings waiting for me, and I'm Ooh, very I for- excited. Joseph, I'm so sorry, I forgot. That's okay. Um, so a couple things here. We'll do some plugging and then call it a day. Um, you guys can, of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, uh, and you can pick up a shirt. Uh, we've got shirts on Teespring. Um, I actually ordered one myself. It should be here next week sometime, and yes. I'll be sure to I'll yeah. be sure to post a selfie or whatever with that. Um, and yeah, that, that's about it. Um, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on active quest and not being frustrated by control? <laughs> uh, at Penwell writes, you can find me there. Uh, is that yeah, on Twitter? That, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's all you got. Okay. That's all I've got right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Josh, where can people find you when you're not on active quest? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols and Twitch at twitch.tv slash jerkjerk77. Um, I'll be streaming some more Red Dead 2 and maybe some Devil May Cry, Cry 5. Eh, I can't talk. Uh, now that I'm finished, you know, with review stuff. Delete so Red I'm Dead. I'm excited to jump back into those. Don't I delete Red Chris. Dead. I can't. Um, and then in terms of our schedule here, what, what's this looking like? So we're going to have a control review out probably by the time this episode is live. And then yeah. you said also the Ion... Fury one? Yeah, the Iron Fury okay. uh, Fury one. Um, that one, I'm gonna kind of call that a mini review because there's not as much to talk about. But yeah, that'll okay. be up. That'll gotcha. be up the same day. We're, Chris and I are recording those episodes 
um, tomorrow, which is the 24th. Uh, and th- so, the, the, yeah, those will be up the so we've got, as well. So we've got some uh, decent content coming out this week in terms of quantity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Oh, and then for me, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Joseph Yaden, uh, covering news, of course. Uh, so I think PAX is next week, or maybe it's a week after. Anyway, we're going to be doing our PAX coverage mm. on PlayStation Lifestyle. And then there's Tokyo Game Show coming up, I think, the week after that. So stay tuned uh for our coverage for that i try too. to retweet uh articles from playstation lifestyle when you're covering something that we're not doing an episode on because i feel like playstation lifestyle is like the cousin of active quest you know like i feel like <laughs> we got to share your guys's coverage you know mm-hmm. i appreciate that um so yeah that's been episode 35 stay tuned for the control episode the iron fury episode as well and then of course uh look forward to episode 36 so we'll see you guys next week bye I love chicken wings in my body. Love it in my face hole. All right, I'm back. <laughs>